and when to best engage with your aircraft principal or C-suite executives, and how to manage their expectations for your flight operation. From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan. I'm Rob Finfrock with your trusted source for business aviation news. Managing a small flight operation usually means also serving as the main point of contact with your principal or the company's senior management. That can certainly present a challenge in learning how to effectively communicate the needs of your operation to upper-level personnel. Many reporting executives will say, gee, I asked my aviation manager or my chief pilot or my director of aviation a question which required a little research and some thinking on his or her part. And when they came back to me, I got, in essence, a white paper, maybe four or five pages long, or maybe a half an hour presentation. And all I wanted was the answer. That was Jim Lara, principal of Greystone Advisors, which consults with flight operations and the companies they serve. Also with me today is Bob Hobby, president and facilitator at aviation-focused coaching firm Service Elements, along with Dylan Miller, an aviation manager in Challenger 604 captain, and Max Palmer, who flies a Citation XLS Plus for another small flight operation. Max, when talking about engaging with company executives or the aircraft principal, what kinds of topics of conversation are we usually talking about? You know, I think there's there's a a big range of that. Some of it's just the day to day uh, managing the schedule or transportation, you know, things that are are, are pertinent to the day to day operation. And then the other things that I think people have a harder time with are when you're talking about budgets or proposing a pay increase or time off or things like that, that are, that can be a little bit more uncomfortable. I think those things take a little bit more thought that you as the airplane manager, have to come into that with more of a plan um, than the, just the day to day that's that you're kind of shooting from the hip. Does your approach and preparation differ in any way, depending on the subject at hand? On things like that, where you're setting a definitive meeting to discuss something, whether, like I said, that's the budget or, or whatever. I think one of the things is, is do set a time and give the principal an idea of what you're going to discuss, you know, why you're asking for a chunk of his time, his or her time, and, and have a, a agenda. Just bullet points. We're going to talk about the budget. We're going to talk about vacations for the year and whatever else. Um, the other thing, too, that pilots uh, have proven to be expert at, I've noticed over the years, myself included, is, is beating around the bush. <laughs> Pilots like to get in there and talk to the principal during something that's a little bit more technical or difficult to talk about, and they will skirt around the point. So I think it's important to put those bullet points out and then just stick to the point and just come out and be like, listen, here's what this is going to cost every year. This is why. I've just noticed that pilots are, are great at that. And I think what that does is it muddies the waters trying to figure out what, what you really want and makes people think their time is being wasted and stuff. So, so that's it. Just have a little bit of preparation. Um, make sure you relay the topics of the discussion and get to the point. And don't be afraid to just lay it out there, tell the truth, and be ready for whatever questions might come your way. Dylan, what is the most difficult discussion to have with your aircraft principal? And how do you manage their expectations in a scenario like that? Well, I think the conversation that many of us struggle with is oftentimes revolve around money, right? And uh, creating a budget or maybe an unexpected maintenance event. 
those can often be a uh, uncomfortable conversation. And I, I think that's kind of obvious. But I'm going to bring up one that is this may be a little less obvious, especially for folks in business aviation. And that is time off. And that's uh, really uh, a challenge, especially this year with COVID and a lot of flight departments maybe not flying as much as they have in previous years. Asking for vacation and, and having hard days off, whatever your operation calls it, that's a real huge quality of life thing for a lot of pilots. But I know it can be a struggle, especially for folks that are in an operation that maybe their, their aircraft doesn't fly a lot, but maybe they're on call. And and I've seen so many people struggle with that when they go to the boss and they say, hey, I'd really like to take the week off. And they'll say, but we haven't flown in a month. And uh, that can be a really tough uh, conversation to have. That's also a conversation that might end up costing the company money, say, if they need to hire a temporary pilot to cover for you. Bob, how should managers approach talking about subjects that affect the bottom line? Start with accepting as your role as a manager that you have to manage your customers. You have to manage your principles. If you don't manage them, they manage you. And they don't, they're not aviators, then they're going to push you around in different directions. The second step is to become, as quickly as you can, with the principles very familiar with their financial processes, procedures, financial culture. How do they spend money? You know, how do they discuss budgets? That's going to be very critical uh, because then uh, if I have that information, it gives me the tools that I need to utilize to present new expenses, new uh, budgets, and so on and so forth. You really have to do your homework and then once you've done it, you have to uh, express confidence. And confidence that says to the principal, you know, they don't like to hear no. They like to hear yes, because they have uh, the, the financial means to drive yes. So you have to be able to project that I am the professional that you've hired to provide these services for you. Therefore, you need to take my professional advice as to what to do and why this expense is important. We'll have more in just a moment. But first, this word from NBAA. NBAA Flight Plan listeners, you get your weekly news here. Are you getting the latest daily headlines? The NBAA Insider Daily News Service puts the news you need in your hands every weekday morning, free of charge. Don't miss out. Subscribe today at nbaa.org daily. We're back now with Bob Hobby, Dylan Miller, Max Palmer, and Jim Lara, and our discussion about how to speak with your company principal or C-suite executives about matters affecting your small flight operation. Jim, we began this episode with some advice to flight operation managers that you've heard from company executives and principals. What else have they told you? Another item that we hear often is that the reporting executive is used to seeing key performance indicators provided to him by other elements of the business that he or she may be responsible for. And that notion or that requirement drifts down to the flight department. And there is a great flurry of activity to produce a performance dashboard, metrics dashboard, whatever you want to call it, to project to the reporting executive or the individual owner what's happening in the flight department. 
And what generally happens is a large collection of activity-based metrics like miles flown, passengers carried, fuel burned, hours flown, so forth, which have absolutely no interest on the part of the reporting executive. So we asked, well, what would you really like to see? And overwhelmingly, the answer is measure and report on what really matters to me, the individual owner or the uh, reporting executive. And that always relates to the value proposition of aviation for that organization. One aviation reporting executive that we worked with said, the most valuable thing that aviation creates for this company is customer facing opportunities for our CEO, who is really the rainmaker for our company. That was news to the aviation department. So they started tracking and reporting the customer facing opportunities that were uh, made possible through the use of the company aircraft. What shouldn't an aviation manager do, Jim? You shouldn't try and engage that individual when they're getting on the aircraft or deplaning the aircraft. As those folks tell us, geez, I've got a lot on my mind. I'm preparing for a meeting or I'm, I'm doing a postmortem on the meeting we just had. In my mind, it, it really isn't on what the aviation folks want to talk about. My mind is on the business. And I'd really appreciate it if they could respect that, that time that I really need to focus on the business. Another venue that you should really be cautioned about is going in the back during a flight, which you're not supposed to do for the FARs anyway, and trying to engage the, the principal in the, in the back of the aircraft. And as one of the CEOs of one of America's largest companies told us, he said, with respect to the, to the flight crew, the cabin is not your living room and I am not your best friend. So this is not social time. This is business time. With that said, often the most frequent opportunity a chief pilot or aviation manager has to represent their flight operation is when performing a flight. Bob, how can they optimize those brief opportunities without stepping over the lines that Jim mentioned? That's an excellent question. That actually has changed quite a bit in, in the past year because of the pandemic. And frankly, I think it's providing aviation departments big and small with opportunity that we've not had in the past. And that opportunity is because of the pandemic, there's a lot of safety concerns that have come to the surface. And so a lot of the principals and owners are actually curious about things and actually want to have conversations. We've all heard the situations where, you know, principals don't even want to say hello sometimes. They just want to get to the airplane, get on and go. Don't talk to me. You know, I'm busy or I've got other things in my mind. The pandemic has actually created an environment where they're actually willing to listen a little bit more than they used to. So we need to take advantage of that. And the reason to take advantage of it is an educated customer, an educated flyer principal becomes a good customer. It's interesting to hear how the pandemic has affected that relationship. Dylan, have your interactions with your principal changed due to COVID-19? 
Absolutely. I mean, you know, we've seen in business aviation that there's such a, a high value right now on being able to control who you're traveling with and uh, when the flight goes and especially all of the concerns with the pandemic limiting your exposure and, and other things like that. So a lot of folks are really seeing the value of business aviation. And some of the conversations that I remember having were safety related, but maybe not so much airplane safety related, but maybe travel safety related. Is there a way that we can sanitize the cabin? Uh, what about the rental cars? What's going to be the contact with the FBO staff? So there's just a lot of additional concerns that we as uh, pilots have had to educate ourselves uh, on in, in the last year. And I think it's been good for flight departments as a whole because we can demonstrate new expertise. And maybe in a couple of years, uh, some of these safety concerns won't be as prevalent as they are now. But I think a, a lot will be here to stay. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot more uh, sterilization and cleanliness that's going to come out of this for flight operations. Max? I think the topics of conversation have certainly changed based on where can we go, what can we do, what additional planning is required. But I think that the same approach and methods have stayed the same. Now, the one thing, though, that does change quite a bit is from principle to principle, because this is a, this is a big personality game. And the way I present things to the last principle I had to the current one are 180 degrees different, just because they're very different people and their management style and just their personalities as a whole. So so that I kind of have always tailored to my audience how I approach these these conversations. The other thing too is that you do need to present confidence. Um, you are the chief pilot, you're in charge and you're the boss when that airplane's in the air. And you need to realize that position you're in and you need to manage from that standpoint. So a, a common scenario that you'll see is, say, the winds are really strong wherever you're going. And it, say, the one I've been in, Scottsdale to Hawaii in a Gulfstream 3 that I was flying a while back. And, and that was the limits of range. But if the wind was too strong, you could make it, probably, <laughs> with a good probability. But it wasn't 100%. And so that wasn't good enough, obviously. So we needed to stop for gas. And they were you know in a hurry, and they had to do this or check in or had something planned or whatever. And I'm like, listen... This is just not an option. We're not going direct. We need to stop in California and get gas, and then we'll continue to Hawaii to get there at the same time. We just need to leave an hour earlier. That's just the way it is. There's no way around it. And and you really need to stay on your ground and don't let, let those guys push you around when it comes to decisions that involve safety of the airplane and things like that. So managing from that standpoint and strength and, and knowing when you're in charge and, and you need to say no, that's a very, very important skill to have as a manager. Jim, what additional advice do you have for the manager of a small flight operation when speaking to their company's executives or their principal? I would say look for good, other good examples of great communicators in your organization. And people who are noted to be successful communicators with the C-suite, how do they do it? Ask them to mentor you in their communication techniques and to share some of their secrets with you. There are very few people who say no when they are being asked for assistance. And in many companies, many organizations, mentorship is one of those things that is really highly valued. So the mentor gets a lot of credit and the mentee gets a lot of credit. So if you want to develop your communication skills, mirror others in the organization who have already demonstrated 
great skill in that area and have them help you develop your skills in the communications area with the C-suite. Bob, what advice would you share? Put yourself in the other person's shoes. Okay, let's say you're the high net worth person and what would be of value to you from a communication perspective, from an aviator? What would you value? How would that enhance your life? How would that enhance the way you use the aircraft? So I think if you back into it, where you reverse the role, and again, rehearse, really important to rehearse, really think about what you're going to say and how you're going to say it. And why are you saying it? And what's the purpose of what you're saying? Is it going to add value? Or is it an FYI? The good news is there's many, many ways to communicate people. But that's also the bad news because then you got to find out what is the preference? You know, what is the way to communicate with the principals? So the, the sooner you figure all that out, the sooner you figure out the methods that they prefer, the better off you're going to be. What advice would you like to share, Dylan? Admit when you screw up. It's hard to do when you're a pilot. It's a fine balance of we talked about earlier, you want the principal to have confidence in you. You want the folks in the back to trust you. But look, we all make mistakes. And I've never seen a successful outcome when a pilot really tries to cover his tracks. And it's very tempting to do because you can BS people a lot of times with technical jargon and, oh, oh you know, that was a crosswind or whatever you want to say. But at the end of the day, high net worth individuals, uh, C-suite folks, one of their main jobs is sniffing out people that are trying to pull their leg. It, it never really works in the long run. Be honest. Own your mistakes. Admit when you've made a mistake. And then say, this is how I'm going to remedy it. This is how we're going to prevent this from happening again. But a as usual in life, honesty is the best policy. I've had the pleasure of being involved with NBAA's Small Flight Department Committee. And we recently put together a white paper titled Speaking with Your Principal. And uh, we pooled all of the, the brain power from all the different folks on the committee to put together just some do's and don'ts, some tips, guidance for flight department managers uh, when it comes to communicating with their principal. Man, I tell you what, I really wish this document was around 10 years ago when I started running my my first flight department. There's a, there's a lot of uh, lessons learned in here, especially for me. So I encourage anyone who's an NBAA member to uh, seek this document out. It's called Speaking with Your Principal. And I think everyone will find some uh, helpful tips in there. And you can find that white paper at nbaa.org slash principal. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan episodes at Apple Podcasts in the App Store, wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including by asking Alexa or another connected device, or download them from nbaa.org. I'm Rob Finfrock. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for a new episode of Flight Plan. Flight Plan.